Hello, I'm Kimberly Dondo, Digital Content Manager, and welcome to the In Conversation With series, a series where I speak to notable figures in the realm of financial services. Listen as they share their personal journeys, thoughts on the industry, and advice for aspiring advisors. Hello, and welcome to In Conversation With. Today, I'm joined by Helen Steers, who is a partner at Pantheon Ventures. Um, So, um, Helen, if you could give us a bit more background into you and how you started out in financial services, that would be great. Thanks, Kimberly, and delighted to be here with you today. Yeah, so my my path into financial services and actually particularly into venture capital and private equity um, was was quite serendipitous, I would Mm -hmm. say. I started out life actually as an engineer, did an engineering degree um, Mm -hmm. and then uh, worked in engineering for a couple of years, um, went off, did an MBA um, and then about a year and a half of of M&A. Um, and then literally I was sitting there one day, um, reading a newspaper. I was in Canada actually reading okay. the newspaper and it said venture capitalists wanted, you know, first degree engineering, second degree MBA, some M&A experience would be nice or would be, <laughs> you know, would be, you know, favored. And I yeah. thought, well, that's me, but I've no idea what venture capital is, but yeah. I applied for the job and got it. And, um, and sort of uh, that was the beginning of my path in venture capital and private equity. So it wasn't planned at all. Um, it just kind of happened. And um, I've now been in venture capital and private equity for 30 years. So wow. it was clearly a good a good choice at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I find that especially within financial services, it, it it does seem to be that like fate or serendipity, whatever you want to call it. You know, it's mm-hmm. that's what leads you down the path. It's not as straightforward as I wanted to be a lawyer. So I just <laughs> followed down that path. Um, I don't know if it's med- whether because unless you have someone in your um circle who knows about, you know, who has someone who works in yeah. some area of financial services, then you aren't aware of it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's quite, I like your story. It's very interesting. <laughs> and if you think about it, you know, so my, my, my parents actually both originally t- trained as teachers. Right. And my, my mother's actually a classical musician. Wow. So I had, I had no, I had no kind of venture capital or private equity in my background. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that must have been interesting going back and trying to explain to them what you now do. <laughs> Well, actually, funnily enough, my mother still cuts out articles from the newspaper on, you know, when she reads something about private equity and she's uh-huh. very sweet. She cuts it out and she sends it to me. Oh, that's very sweet. I love that. Um, <laughs> but now getting into um, uh, what you do and private equity. So for our audience, how do private equity investments fit into an investor's overall investment portfolio? Yeah, well, it's a great, it's a great question. And I suppose the, the, the clue there is in equity. Mm. So it is, it is part of the overall sort of equity spectrum versus um, fixed income. But so these are investments in companies, but they mm-hmm. just happen to be private companies rather than public companies. And, you know, why would an investor be interested in private companies? Well, over time, the number of opportunities to invest in private companies has expanded enormously, whereas the number of public companies has actually shrunk. 
Mm. So although the overall public markets clearly have increased in terms of value, yeah. um, in terms of number of companies, it's actually shrunk because fewer companies have been going public because actually they can remain private and grow very successfully as private companies without having to go public. Mm-hmm. So we talk about expanding private markets and shrinking public markets. Um, and that's a, that's a very good reason why an investor should be thinking about private markets, because actually they can't get access to the full range of equity investments just within public markets anymore. You know, mm-hmm. and actually some of the most exciting, fast growing companies are actually in private private markets rather than public markets. Yeah, I I have. I have no experience in like venture capital and all that stuff, but um, I did. I do remember going to one event once when I was watching, you know, people pitch themselves. Um, and I think uh, for me, what I found really interesting was that you can get your foot in the door for something that could be revolutionary, but like super early on something that, you know, the public doesn't know about yet. I think that mm-hmm. er, that part of it, interests me the most. Yeah, I mean, there's some really interesting sort of cutting edge technology companies that you can invest mm-hmm. in from sort of venture capital perspective. But actually, private equity covers all stages of a company's growth, right mm. from right from the very early days where literally you've got, you know, two people in a garage inventing a, a product, um, yeah. you know, that can then be marketed and distributed worldwide, you know, all the way through to, um, you know, quite large companies which are privately owned, you know, and there's all sorts of examples people will have heard of. I mean, for example, um, I'm a big user of um, Olaplex because mm-hmm. I've, yeah. I've got very curly hair and I, mm-hmm. I need Olaplex to tame it. <laughs> and, you know, that's a product that was invented in a garage um, oh. on the West Coast of America by a you know, husband and wife, I think, um, yeah. and then, you know, became very successful and, you know, then private equity invested in it. And it's now a public company, actually, in the US. Wow. That's I think those stories and seeing how they impact other people, I think those are very important um, stories. And I think it, it makes you feel like you're doing something bigger than just, you know, putting your money somewhere. Yeah, you know? I, I think that's quite good. Um, yeah. But uh, moving on to the next question, how do private equity managers pick the companies they invest in? So what is your approach when you're, you know, choosing these companies? Yeah, well, we um, we invest um, in funds that are raised by private equity managers. So they have their their strategies for them, then going out and finding the companies. And then we also invest alongside those managers directly into the companies. So, okay. you know, we sort of invest in both ways through a fund, but we also invest directly as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so the way that we select the companies and the way that our managers select the companies is, you know, we there is a general investment strategy. You know, we're looking at certain sectors, industry sectors that we particularly like, or even sort of particular subsectors of those industries. And then we're looking for like multi-year growth trends, you know, so Mm -hmm. this is very private equity is much longer term than in many ways than public markets. We're not looking at the next quarter's earnings or even the next year's earnings. You know, we're looking to see how big this company could be in five years. Mm -hmm. So it's very much long term. 
Um, and then, you know, once we're in sort of a, looking at the long term theme and, you know, making sure that the products are right and they're in the right you know, market, you then look at the company management, you know, how well qualified is the company management and how incentivized are they? One of the great things about private equity is that, you know, there is an alignment of interest between the investors who are putting money into the company and the company management who also put up money you know, alongside the investors so that if the company does well, Everybody does well, you know, the mm-hmm. company management does well, but also the investors do well too. So, you know, they're, they're looking in general, they and we are looking for companies that are really well positioned in their markets, usually growth companies, you know, growing pretty fast, um, that have got, you know, a, a, a type of product or service that's still going to be needed in, you know, the next five years. So looking for long term growth trends. So to give you examples of that, um, you know, we like the whole digitalization trend. Mm-hmm. Um, so the way that mm-hmm. you know, everything is being digitalized in every sector and that will then get translated to things like, uh, you know, enterprise software helping small and mid market enterprises being, you know, becoming more efficient, you know, accounting packages, legal software packages, you know, all of that. Yeah. We like aging demographics. Well, right. not, pers- personally, I don't like aging <laughs> demographics, but yeah. it's a good long-term investment theme. Mm-hmm. And there we're investing in sort of healthcare services. So, for example, in the US, we're invested in a chain of eye care, eye care clinics that okay. helps um, take do cataract surgery. So for people that get older, they get cataracts they have to be mm. removed that's like mm-hmm. a long-term trend and then the other area we like is sustainability and energy efficiency yeah because you know that is a multi-year theme it's not going to mm. go away anytime soon yeah. um, and there's a number of companies we've invested in in that in that part of the market as well yeah so i i like that you like look at different aspects of what will affect the population, you know, g- yeah. going on and that long term plan. I, I think, well, obviously, you know, that it's a really good plan. Um, but what is the due diligence uh, process for evaluating um, private equity investments? What what do you do personally? So it's pretty lengthy. It can take a long time. You can sometimes mm. be looking at these private companies for years, not right. not just for weeks and for months to see how they develop you know, over mm-hmm. time before you make the investment. But we're looking for both um, sort of quantitative and qualitative factors. We're obviously we're looking at performance of the companies. You know, the numbers are really important. But then importantly, we're looking at their strategies for growth in the future. Mm. You know, how are, are they going to expand their product lines? Are there adjacent markets they're going to go into? Um, are they thinking of acquiring other businesses that they can then fold into their, their business as a, you know, and that's very synergistic, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're ev- evaluating the management team. You know, how capable is the management team? You know, what, what are they doing to help grow the business? Are there any gaps in the management team? You know, do, do we need to add, say, a, Chief digitalization officer, you know, these mm-hmm. days that is often a, a gap in, in, a, yeah. in a, in a company. And then really importantly, ESG. So the ESG credentials of the company, you know, we won't touch companies at all in certain areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in areas you might think are okay. Um, you know, maybe there is a, a customer, big customer of the company that we don't you know, we don't sort of think is, is the right customer to be dealing with or mm-hmm. you know, maybe there's a supplier issue there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we spend a lot of time looking at the ESG issues because it's a way it's, it's a risk, clearly. But there's also sort of, you know, value creation as well. If you're investing in the right 
the right types of businesses. You know, and there, there could be, you know, energy efficiency savings to be made, that, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And in those cases where something might go wrong or it's just time to part ways, what are the exit strategies for private equity investments? As a great, it's a great question because clearly if it's a public company, you can exit your shares on the market. If it's yeah. a private company, you know, um, it, it's slightly different. So usually, um, you invest in a private company for about five years or so. At the end of that period, there's really three main exit routes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, selling to a trade or corporate buyer. So, mm-hmm. you know, a big trade buyer might come in and, um, you know, buy, buy your business. You could sell to a bigger private equity fund and mm-hmm. that happens. That's sort of the next biggest exit route. Um, or potentially you could IPO the business, but that's the smallest exit route, in fact. So, you know, that, that's how, that's how we evaluate the exit, um, the exit strategies. Yeah, I think that all makes sense. Um, and to, to make sure that you have a clear cut plan. Um, and so finally, what are the typical fees associated with investing in private equity and how do they impact, uh, returns for investors? Yeah. So, so private equity managers generally charge, um, a management fee on the capital that's invested. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, at, at the fund level, that's usually around, Sort of between one and a half and two percent on mm-hmm. the on the capital, um, and then importantly, when they exit the businesses, and actually when they exit a whole portfolio of businesses, they make um, a performance fee, but mm-hmm. it's charged on the entire portfolio. So the good investments get balanced out by the not so good investments. So it's on a sort mm-hmm. of net basis, and it's after you know, the fund is sort of wound up. So there isn't a high watermark like you get in, in certain sort of alternative asset classes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that performance fee is 20% of the profits. So it's a performance fee of 20%. So mm-hmm. it's, it, you know, it, it's relatively, it's more expensive than in public equities. Mm-hmm. But the sort of returns that you get tend to be better than in, than in public equities. So right. we like, other big investors are looking for at least 300, 300 to 500 basis points over the sort of the net returns you would get from public markets over the long term. So mm-hmm. a net 300 to 500 basis points over, you know, public market returns is, is what, is what we aim to get. And actually it's what we've delivered over a long period of time. I manage, um, uh, Pantheon International PLC or, or, mm-hmm. PIN is the ticker. And mm-hmm. that's um, it's an investment trust which in, invests in private companies. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we've been around for about 35 years. And over that time, we've delivered just over 12, 12.2% net of all fees um, over per annum over that 35 yeah. year period. Wow. Um, I mean, that seems it seems like um, a good investment. I think Overall, in terms of, you know, the returns are great, but also I think what draws me to it, maybe I'm just, I don't know, a snowflake. I don't, I don't know how people <laughs> would describe me, but I just, I, I like the uh, idea that what I'm putting my money into can impact this world positively as well. And, yeah. and, uh, you're not just in terms of like with public companies, you, 
you just know the company by name, but you don't really know what they're um, like. You guys get into seeing, you know, the management team and mm. how they work and all that. I And seeing, you know, what ca- their character is as well mm. and whether they can deliver on what they want to achieve. And I think mm-hmm. that is quite important to me. Again, maybe I'm just too much of a sensitive not at all. I think it's it's really important. It's why I've stayed in this business for thirty years. Mm. I think it's absolutely fascinating. I can I can truly say with my hand on my heart that I've never had a dull or boring day or week yeah. in in with what I do because I'm constantly meeting really interesting people, you know, interesting companies, and mm. as you say, I think we're creating value for the long term, which is is important. Yeah. Amazing. Well, I really enjoyed talking to you, Helen, and I definitely will be looking at my private, possibly doing some private equity investments in the future. So thank you. (laughs) That's great. Thank you, Kimberly. It's a delight to speak to you. Thank you so much for your questions as well. Thank you for listening to In Conversation With. We do hope that you enjoyed it. Please do keep up to date with all our new releases via Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else you get your podcasts from. You can also keep up to date with all our new content published on the Money Marketing website, as well as our print edition, Money Marketing Magazine. So make sure to subscribe. Follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. See you next time.